Welcome to this podcast, which this week is the fruit of a collaboration between the cathedral and the university church. The Feast of Pentecost is one of the great feasts of the Christian year, marking the 50th day of Eastertide. The risen Christ leaves us not comfortless, for God gives us the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, to bring comfort and consolation to a world in all its fragility and need. The breath of life moved among the first disciples as a rushing wind and tongues of flame, transforming a fragile and fearful community into a people of hope, ready to be drawn into love and service, witnessing to the truth. And we pray that that same spirit will dwell in our hearts today. This is also a festival which is marked by a university sermon at the cathedral. The practice of delivering university sermons dates back to the earliest days of the University of Oxford. Each year, preachers from a variety of different traditions are invited by the Vice-Chancellor to deliver sermons before the university. The university's motto from Psalm 27, Dominus Illuminatio Mea, The Lord is my light, captures something of its purpose, an occasion for the illumination of the mind in the context of prayer. Today, these sermons occur at the university church, the cathedral and college chapels across the university. They provide an opportunity to hear thinkers from a range of disciplines and perspectives, drawing together the life of learning, spiritual discovery and the quest for truth. We welcome the Reverend Professor Simon Oliver, the Van Mildert Professor at the University of Durham, as our preacher today. Let us pray. God, who at this time taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending to them the light of your Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things, and evermore to rejoice in his holy comfort. Through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Saviour, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
reading from the Acts of the Apostles. When the day of Pentecost had come, the disciples were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, 
peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven then. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Thanks be to God. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The Christian tradition uses a number of images to represent the Holy Spirit. Dove, wind, flame. All of these images have something in common. They feature movement, leading, directing, literally inspiring, filling with breath and life. These vibrant images lie behind the Nicene Creed statement concerning the Holy Spirit, who is the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. The Holy Spirit is the Lord, the giver of life. Life is breathing and movement. We think of the Spirit brooding over the face of the waters in the creation narrative. The Spirit of life breathed into the nostrils of Adam. The breath of life extinguished in the great flood. The breath of life which allows speech, praise and prophecy in the Psalms and throughout the Old Testament. St John records the risen Christ breathing the Holy Spirit over the disciples. St Luke, in the Acts of the Apostles, recounts the first Pentecost when the Spirit descended in rushing wind and tongues of fire upon the Apostles, enabling speech in various languages. The breath of speech in different languages was to allow the disciples to proclaim to the whole world the promise of new life in Christ. The Holy Spirit enables us to inspire one another with the life of Christ. The Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, gathers the first disciples around the risen Christ to share a new life. This new life heals, 
all that fractures human community and prevents the sharing of life. The sin of violence, injustice, greed, pride, envy, self-centeredness. The Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, gathers the disciples around Christ to inspire them, fill them with the breath and life of God, and lead them into the truth that will set them free. St Paul tells us that the Holy Spirit comes with gifts for life, gifts of wisdom, faith, prophecy and healing. The Spirit helps us in our weakness and intercedes with sighs, with breathing, too deep for words, says Paul. The sharing of the life of the risen Christ in and through the inspiration, the inbreathing of the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, is the heart of the Church. The establishment of Israel and the gathering of the Church by the Holy Spirit are calls to share human life and to share the life of God. Life in its fullness is life that is shared as a gift of God. Jesus knew very well that the community that would be gathered around him to share his life would be fragile and prone to division, so he prayed for the unity of the church, the wholeness of its life. Such is the fragility of our common life, such are the myriad threats to that life, that only the grace of the Holy Spirit, the gracious breath of the Spirit interceding, can make our life one. In the first centuries of Christianity, this gathering of the Church, under the inspiring of the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, bore fruit in different forms of community and common life. Aside from its local churches and dioceses, Christianity deeply influenced common life from families to city-states. It gave rise to monastic communities, which in turn birthed the schools, which were communities gathered to share the life of the mind. I'm speaking to you now from a building which was once part of the Benedictine School of Durham Priory, now Durham Cathedral, which founded Durham University in 1832. Those medieval monastic schools, including Oxford, were the predecessors of the Renaissance schools and eventually modern research universities. Universities are precisely communities gathered, like the church, for the sharing of life. They share the life of the mind, discerning and speaking of truth, beauty and goodness in all the languages of the world. Of course, the life of the mind cannot be shared in isolation from the remainder of human life, so university communities share the full breadth of human life as we study, eat, create, play and pray together. From the library to the lecture hall, the dining room to the sports field, the lab to the theatre, life is shared. We inspire one another. The breath and speech of life flow through us in research and teaching rooted in a wider common life. The breath and speech of the life of learning have their historical and theological source in the Holy Spirit, 
the Lord, the giver of life, the spirit of truth who guides us into all truth. I mentioned a moment ago that Jesus understood the fragility of the community of the church that would be gathered around him. He prayed for its integrity and wholeness. The coronavirus pandemic has, of course, revealed again the fragility of our common life. It has shattered communities that are ordinarily gathered for the sharing of life. The doors of churches and universities have been closed for some weeks. We have been confined to our homes and distanced from one another. We can attempt to recreate the common life of the church and the university through technology, such as we're now using, but we know that this is a mere mimicking of common life. It only makes clearer the truth that life in its fullness is shared when we are fully present to one another and literally breathe the same air. This is a brutal lesson concerning the value of the common life of the university and its colleges, where we can be fully present to one another, to discern truth, beauty and goodness, to speak in all the languages of the world for the inspiring of human life. The deep tragedy of this virus is that it provokes a respiratory illness, an illness of breathing. It threatens health and for far too many has taken the breath of life. It threatens the common life, the breathing as it were, of communities of so many kinds, including universities and churches. As we learn to live with coronavirus, whatever the future may hold, with or without vaccines or cures, we can learn to discern the way in which life returns as a gift of God, breathed again into human communities for the sharing of life. The gathering again of university communities to share the life of the mind and the life of learning will be a serious challenge over the coming months, but it is a challenge that must be faced. These communities are so vital not only for students and academics, but for the inspiring of human lives across the world. The gathering again of churches will be no less challenging. We pray for the renewed gift of the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. Breathed by the risen Christ, now to heal the wounds of this pandemic and gather human communities to share the life of God in all its fullness and the truth which sets us free.
Let us pray through Christ to the Father for the gift of his Holy Spirit. Lord, you are our light and our salvation. We hold up to you our college and university, praying for students wherever we each are, and for all who support our common life as we study, research, and connect online. Breathe upon us the gift of your Spirit, that we may discern truth, beauty, and goodness, even in the midst of challenge and change. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, your Spirit groans with the world and all creation laboring with the birth pangs of all you will to be. Heal the fractures of our fragile communities. Take away all that prevents the sharing of life, the sins of violence and injustice, of greed, pride and envy. Lead us in your ways of gentleness and peace. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, your spirit brings hope and the first fruits of promise. We pray for all those for whom this illness has snatched the breath of life, for families and friends parted by sickness, suffering and death, for those who despair, the weary and tired, the anxious and afraid. May your spirit rest on them this day, with kindness, patience and healing in her wings. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, your spirit breathes at the heart of your church, drawing us onwards and calling us forth, yearning for the kingdom with sighs too deep for words. Make us thankful for our blessings and equip us with your mercies, gifts of wisdom, faith, prophecy and healing, to build others up and share your love. Lord, hear us. Lord, mercifully hear us. Gathering our prayers and praises into one. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May the Spirit who hovered over the waters when the world was created and fell upon the disciples on the day of Pentecost as tongues of flame and a rushing wind breathe into you the life he gives and inspire you with his love and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, rest upon you and remain with you always. Amen.